0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Grand Slam Journey Podcast, where typically I, together with my guests, discuss various topics related to finding our passion and purpose, maximizing our potential, sports, life after sports, and transitioning from one chapter of our lives to the next, growing our leadership in whatever we decide to put our minds into. For me personally, areas of business and technology. My today's episode is one of the short formats that I've been experimenting with. And for today, I wanted to share with you a little bit of my own journey and reflecting on some of the changes in the past month. And so the big news, some of you may know, most of you probably don't, I've recently became American citizen and that made me reflect on my own personal journey. To start with, I'm extremely grateful for the past 18 years I have spent in this country. And I know that many of you, especially some of my friends from the large populous countries, have to wait much, much longer than I had. I came to America to play tennis for uh, University of Texas Arlington on a tennis scholarship And I have to say, it was a very last-minute decision. At that point in time, I was playing some tournaments in Portugal. There, I was pursued by some coaches who told me that if I want to come to America and play for a university, I need to find a place right after I finished high school otherwise I wouldn't be able to come and play for division 1 and so I remember coming back home from those tournaments and telling that to my mom I also got some sort of flu which made me being stuck at home for about 2 3 weeks and trying to recover and during that time there was a decision that was made that I'm going to go and try play for university all that said, I believe it was March timeframe. I had about three months or two and a half months to finish my high school, finish my graduation, get quest on all of the subjects in material that we've been studying in school for the past three, four months because I was on the road traveling. And so it was quite busy time and I had at that point no idea how to pick college, how to rank universities. And I'm actually surprised I even passed the SAT exam. (laughs) I remember I registered for the very last SAT exam that was available. And that exam was two weeks right after my high school graduation, which obviously was priority because if I would not have graduated from high school, then there was no college to go to. So I believe I had maybe a few days to prepare because I was so tired and worn out from studying for my high school exams. And anyways, I don't know how it turned out. Obviously, I did. I passed and ended up coming to a university in Texas. And really, it was more of an experiment. And the experiment was supposed to be, go there, try it for six months. If you don't like it, you can always come back. And so... The beginnings were very hard. I thought I knew English, but I didn't really. Back when I was playing tournaments, traveling the world, I was actually one of the best on the tour. My friends would always ask me to help them with stuff and help them translate things. And I actually came to America twice and I played series of the 1025K two years in a row. And so I had some basics and I felt quite confident. But coming to U.S. and trying to learn in English and sitting in lectures and hearing them in English, it was tiring. And back in the day, we didn't have translators like the Google Translate or you can translate now with many different apps. You had the old dictionary, you had to look up every single word. And so I remember still like yesterday coming back from the classes trying to figure out the homework and translating words one at a time looking up things in the dictionary and uh, sitting in classes and many times just being lost because if you can understand only about 50% of what is being said it makes it quite difficult to follow. Nonetheless, The first six months went by quite quick, obviously it was quite busy and hectic, mainly because of the language barrier, studying up until midnight, and then waking up for 6am workouts, it was quite intense, and then after six months, things just got slightly better, you kind of hit the next level, and it got a little bit easier and a little bit easier, and this... Fits with most tennis players, and for that matter, probably any athlete that really takes that sport seriously, if we set our mind into something, we don't give up easily, and so giving up was not an option for me. I ended up having great year. I ended up being the only one who qualified for the nationals at Stanford at the end of the first year. I remember like it was yesterday, the tournament and arriving to Stanford and traveling with my coach to San Francisco. It was a dream. I could never even imagine that there would be someone such as my university paying for my ticket to go to a tournament like that. It was such a luxury for me. And so coming to Stanford, the courts were so beautiful. They were so fun to play on. I remember watching Isner because it was his last year graduating. They were playing doubles, and I was just amazed by his serve and the ability to move. Somebody of his size being able to be so agile, and it was just a beautiful game. I remember that was the very first thing I saw when I arrived at Stanford. So anyways, I ended up competing at the tournament, I won my first round, I remember, against Melania Gloria, who played for Fresno State University. I definitely wasn't a favorite. However, coming to the tournament and just having this joy to be there and excitement to play, I showed up, played my game, and ended up winning the match. And then my second round was competing against Lindsay Nelson from USC, who ended up going all the way to the finals where she lost against Babos. And I was one set up and 4-1 up and serving. And then this thought came up, Oh my God, if you win these next two points, it will be 5-1 And you can actually win this match. Those of you who have played any sport or tennis specifically know that you never want to project in a match. The key is staying in the moment and being present. And so this thought made me so tense. I started playing defensive and I ended up losing the match in the third set. And it was devastating. And mainly for the reason because I knew I had the capability to win. I just lost trust and belief in myself, got hesitant, gave the opponent an opportunity to gain confidence to come back. And frankly, I couldn't hold my calmness and concentration together. And uh, after the match... I was so angry. <laughs> I left my bag with my tennis coach and I sprinted to the track and field stadium. And I think I ran like five or six or seven laps as fast as I could to just get the anger out of me. I was just beyond upset and frustrated and I do pity my coach. It was just an awful trip back to Texas, and I think I couldn't talk for about two weeks after this tournament, and it so took me a lot of time to recover. Anyways, long story short, my freshman year ended up being the best year of my tennis college career for a number of reasons, which I do not feel like going into today. I just wanted to share a little bit of My college journey and some of the beginnings, which I believe are never easy, but if we give ourselves a chance, stay focused and work hard, we can overcome almost anything. And so taking this into a larger perspective, I've been in this country now for 18 years, came here as I shared on student visa then did my OPT, then several years of work visa, and four and a half years on green card. Being American wasn't always the goal that I was aspiring for. And looking back, I never really truly cared about even maintaining my visa status. I mean, yes, I cared a little bit, but I have never stressed over it in such a way as some of my other friends did. I always felt that, you know, if things don't work out, the opportunity is not here or the company cannot sponsor me. I'll just go back and figure things out, back in check. Life always turns out somehow. And so I felt like I never worried about it too much. But at the same time, I do realize that It was something that was always in the back of my mind. And really, the realization always came after the fact. It's like when I received the green card and work authorization, I realized how much more freedom I was given to then choose my own journey. I wasn't tied to just that specific company or position, but I now had more opportunity to choose what do I want to do and which company I want to work for. It gave me a little bit more flexibility. And so the same feeling, but perhaps even on a greater level, came when I received my citizenship a few weeks ago. I have seen many of my friends previously posting and celebrating about their naturalization and going through the process and how great an achievement that was. And I didn't fully understand it until I received my certificate. And there was even something greater when I received my Blue American passport. I was staring at it probably for about 10 minutes trying to figure out what it really meant for me. And so going back to my naturalization day, it was Thursday. I was getting really stressed and tense and I felt like I was running behind on time, which I actually didn't. I was there right at 8 a.m. and it wasn't really a big deal anyways because you actually arrive and just stand in a line full of cars in a parking lot. And so I was sitting in my car. The lady came, started asking me questions about my green card to get things ready for that ceremony. So I handed it over to her, I was listening to some relaxing playlists that I have saved for myself that I typically use when I'm driving to work. And I just started crying. I just felt overwhelmed. And all of these 18 years of life and work and effort and perseverance and good and hard times came rushing into my head so vividly. Without getting too emotional, I was finally invited to take the ceremony, which was very anticlimactic. I actually couldn't believe that after 18 years of living in this country, the ceremony was you get out of your car, you stand in a group like a herd of sheep, 20 or 30 people, somebody tells this speech and you say, I affirm, and that's it. I almost couldn't believe that <laughs> that was it that one occasion that i that I worked so hard towards, and really just reflecting back maybe my journey wasn't even as hard as some of the other people's journeys. I can imagine there's many people in America that may have had way harder path to becoming American and perhaps weren't able to create the opportunities for themselves due to whatever circumstances they had. After a ceremony, I went to a coffee shop and had a coffee and a dessert and sat there in silence by myself for about 30 minutes and then went to work. That's a shortcut to my 18 years in America being now Czech-American which is still a feeling that I'm taken in. And perhaps the moral of the story is you never know how life may turn out. I never aspired to come to America. I never aspired to play college, tennis. I never imagined that I would be here for so long, I never imagined that I would be in the position I am in today, having the life I've created. And I've met so many just amazing people. They were kind, warm, and open-hearted, and that helped me in so many ways. Coming from the little country in the real village, grown up mostly in post-communist era... There weren't many opportunities. Really, there was no internet back then. Being a kid, there was no way I could ever imagine having this journey of my life. And so, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, and whatever may be ahead, I want to invite you to be open to opportunities. Try to not judge yourself for what you can and cannot do. Or talk yourself out of opportunities that may be too scary and too scary in a way that you believe you may not be able to achieve them. I truly believe if there is something that scares you and scares you in the most positive way, that it turns your stomach in and you feel uneasy and you feel like it's something that you may not be able to do or achieve. That means that there's a little bit of fear telling you, watch out, this is a large opportunity. You may not be able to be successful and that's just the one side of the brain trying to keep you safe. But growth is always outside of your comfort zone. And... If there is something big and exciting that is being offered to you and people are opening doors for you, no matter how scared or terrified or hesitant you may be, you take it, accept it with your full heart and passion and talents and enthusiasm and put your full effort in. And if you fail, who cares? The reality is we as humans fail way more times and way more often than we succeed. And look at the most successful people. They've succeeded only because they failed faster and more times than perhaps any other people around them. And the failures is what propelled them forward. I truly find that Failure is the only way that helps us progress. We need to go through pain and reflection in order to iterate on what we want to do next. And I believe, even from my own experience, that wins are great, they feel awesome, but the awesome feeling of winning doesn't last that long. And it's really just a confirmation of all the work and losses you have endured along the way and what you have learned from them and so if there is another piece of advice I can give you don't beat yourself up it doesn't help it doesn't work if you fail try to be as rational and accurate about it as possible try to evaluate what happened in that situation that moment was it skill was it others was it timing Was it a lack of focus or just the wrong opportunity? And take it as a lesson to learn from and iterate so your next step can get you closer to who you want to be and what you want to do. I think I'll close right here with my contemplation about life, journey, opportunities, failures and trusting yourself trusting the skill and the effort and the process and hopefully creating a journey of life that is exciting and fulfilling and brings you joy and success however you define success for yourself so thank you for giving it a listen and if you have a similar or different story I would love to hear it. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can find all of the links on how to reach me in the show notes. I look forward to hearing about your experience and how this resonated or didn't resonate with you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to ask you to please do two things. One, please share this episode with someone you believe may enjoy it as well. And two, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcasting platform that allows you to submit a feedback. It will help me greatly.